Welcome to the Birth Lounge Podcast, an empowering space for expecting and new parents to hear candid conversations with experts, support your mental health, and learn the tips and tricks that thousands of parents have used to craft their ideal birth. We will answer all of your questions, the scary ones and the weird ones, to help calm your fears and feel confident going into your birth. I'm going to help you redefine what birth and motherhood looks like and how to embrace your journey. I've intentionally crafted an amazing list of experts to help you navigate pregnancy, explore your birth options, and plan for postpartum so it can be a time of soaking in your tiny human. We're going to go there on all the hard topics so that you can dive into finding your confidence and freeing yourself from fears around childbirth. With almost 10 years of experience in family education and a master's degree in human development and family studies, I created this podcast as a way to share information so parents can make educated and informed decisions about their care during pregnancy and childbirth. This is a birth community driven by evidence-based information and research in hopes to help you explore your options, understand your rights, and know what choices you have along the way. I'm your host, Hee Hee. Now let's get to the good stuff. Hello. Happy Friday, you guys. We made it to the end of another week. You did it. Congratulations. Pat yourself on the back and take a deep breath. (sighs) You made it. No matter if this past week was really hard for you or this was a great week or the week flew by or maybe the week dragged on. Either way, you made it, you did it. That week is behind you. You never have to do that week again. We are on to bigger and better weeks. Hi, welcome back to another episode of the Birth Launch Podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in. I'm so excited to hang out with you again today because this topic is one that I feel super passionately about. I think that a lot of times when people think about pain relief in labor, they think about unmedicated or they think about epidural use. And it doesn't necessarily have to be one or the other. There's actually a spectrum of pain relief that you can choose from when it comes to your birth. Now, of course, there are going to be other factors. So if you... um, you know, need to be induced for some reason, whatever the reason is, might also play a role in what your options are for pain relief. These are all discussions that you'll have to have with your doctor, but you can't have those discussions if you don't know what your options are. And so that is why I wanted to talk about Nubane and Stadol in labor today. Um, A lot of people, when they think about having a baby, the first thing they think about is the pain and what it's going to be like to actually feel having a baby. While this is obviously a super valid thought and concern and, you know, you definitely want to be mindful of that, that's not necessarily where you need to start. I would say starting with understanding normal 
physiological birth plus all of the variables and the variations, the normal variations of labor. That's exactly what I teach you in the birth lounge. It's literally part of the control method that I teach in the birth lounge is what does normal physiological labor look like and what are all the normal variations and what are the variables that might be thrown your way and how can you stay in control from start to finish. So that's where I would recommend you start. But now that we're having this conversation about pain relief, a lot of people, like I say, they kind of think there's only two options, unmedicated or epidural, and there are not. So in between there, you've got along the way um, something called saline palpules, um, you have nitrous oxide, and then you have injectable narcotics, and that is where Nuvane and Stadol fall. So before I dive into the science and the pros and the cons and the risk and the benefits, I want to tell you why I particularly love Nuvane Sadol as a, as a resource for pain relief during labor. Um, and just to clarify, Nuvane is a drug and Stadol is a drug, but they are very similar drugs. Um, and so we generally use them interchangeably. Um, I find that one hospital generally offers one and another hospital offers another and that's kind of their drug of choice that does the a similar thing if you will um, okay so why do I love this well because I've seen it do really amazing things so I have seen um, you know us labor for a really long time and we go in and we are hoping that we are seven eight nine centimeters and we are not we're like two or three or four and we know that if we get an epidural before that six, seven, eight centimeter mark, it has the potential to really slow down labor. I mean, at any point it has the potential to slow down labor, but definitely before that six, seven, eight centimeter mark. So what do you do before that six, seven, eight centimeter mark? And this is where new banner state all might come in. And this is where I love to offer it as a discussion point for your doctor and to say, you know, is this an option? Is this um, safe for me to use right now? And so let's talk about what are the things that you, you get? What are the benefits? So I love it so much because it's short acting. It is going to be an injectable and they are going to give it to you and then about four hours later, you're probably gonna start to feel the medicine kind of wearing off. In between that four hours, you're gonna get some good sleep. However, it does not stop your contraction. So this is nice. It allows you to sleep and get some rest, take a little nap, but your contractions still are working. Your body is still working so we get there at two, three, four centimeters, we'd get the new vein, you take a little nap, you recharge your battery, you wake up. It is possible that you are seven, eight, nine, ten, ready to push when you wake up. That is so ideal. Like how amazing is that? You get to recharge your battery, you get to have a little nap, you get to rest, your body still does the work, it doesn't slow down your labor. It allows your body to relax, right? This narcotic allows your muscles to really relax. So if there's any tension, if there's anything that's really holding up your baby, this is gonna allow for your body to open up and create space for your baby and allow your cervix to dilate. You will have to be on electronic fetal monitors and your blood pressure will be monitored 
we are injecting a narcotic, so we want to make sure that, you know, we're keeping you guys all safe. One of the things that I don't love about Nubane State all, and just because this is a limitation, but it's all to keep you safe, we can't really administer it past six or seven centimeters because of that, you know, that life of four hours. We don't want your baby to come before that. Because there are some things you need to be aware of as far as risk. This is going to come along with the use of any sort of narcotic. The first thing to be aware of is that it does cross the placenta. So it is going to impact your baby or get to your baby and the risk of it impacting your baby is certainly there. Things like central nervous system depression, respiratory um, challenges at birth, impaired early breastfeeding, altered neurological behaviors, and decreased ability to regulate their own temperature. Now some of these are also associated with epidural use. So when you are comparing, you want to just bring it back and make sure that we're comparing apples to apples here and that we are truly looking at things across the board. Um, however, that is the reason that we can't give it past that six or seven centimeter mark. There are some things for you to know too about yourself. Um, you might experience nausea, vomiting, itching, dizziness, sedation, obviously. Um, decreased gastric motility, so that means constipation. Loss of protective airway reflexes, so just respiratory distress, and then hypoxia due to respiratory distress, so low oxygen levels. These are all things associated with epidural use as well. So again, making sure that you're just comparing things um, apples to apples. I love to use Nubain or Stadol or at least ask your doctor about it. Have this discussion. Know that it's an option. Have it in your toolbox so that if you get to the hospital and you get numbers that are not what you expected, you are having a healthy respect and concern for not slowing down your labor with an epidural use too soon, being administered too early, yet you really need some medical pain relief. A lot of times, this kind of, you know, three-way in the road here feels like an impossible challenge to people. But it really doesn't have to be because you have so many options here. So what if you get to... Uh, your birthplace and you get a uh, you know cervical exam and you get numbers that are not comforting and not exactly what you were looking for they're less than right you were hoping that you were more dilated than you are and you don't want the epidural yet you could ask about Nubane you might be able to get some rest wake up at nine centimeters and then you can evaluate a couple things. Do you try it without any more pain relief and see if that tail end of that new vein, because it's going to be a waning feeling, right? Like any other medication that you're coming off of, it doesn't like drop off like a steep cliff. It's, it's going to be a tapering. So do you try and ride that wave out and finish out your labor? Do you get an epidural? Do you try and, you know, use hot water or heat packs or movement or different positions? It could be that you wake up and are ready to push. 
or you might wake up and have made a little bit of progress but not quite enough progress that you really want to do it without any sort of other pain relief measure and so then you ask for the epidural that's the really nice thing about this fork in the road is that you actually get to choose but that new bane it is so so cool because it really is that magic pill it allows your body to relax enough to give your baby the space that they need to make their navigation out and and progress your labor and it's just very cool while all while you get to rest and you get to sleep so I love it. One other big key is that, um, you know, with the epidural, that's actually an epidural placed in your spine. For the narcotic use, it's going to be an IV use. Um, so it'll be, it'll be in your arm rather than in your spine. So keep that in mind as well. That's a, that's a pretty big difference. And I guess I should clarify, the Nubane can be given via an epidural so that you have a PCA or a patient-controlled administration like pump. Um, it's a little button that you get to administer it yourself. It's on a timer so you can't overdose or anything. But if you don't have an epidural already placed, why would we place one for something that can be done through an IV? Um, and if you're questioning like, well, if I'm already going to get an epidural, you know already well here's the thing you're gonna have to have an epidural for uh, you're gonna have to have a IV for an epidural anyway also this new vein might get you so far that you decide you don't want an epidural um, any longer and so think about that um, I would say don't preemptively make decisions go ahead and take your labor as it kind of comes because you know there are Hundreds of thousands of women that will tell you that the, the beginning of their labor was, you know, very, very, very long, and then the, the very end of it was was short, um, and that they had, you know, a speedy end of their labor. So don't discount how, you know, easy things can change during labor and how quick they they can change. Um, so give your body the time and the space to react to what you have done before you kind of make decisions um, and let's see how your body responds to it. So you can have the new bane via epidural but if you don't have an epidural already placed it seems a bit silly to have one placed for new bane when it can be done through an IV. And of course you guys know I'm a huge fan of evidence-based births so I had to take a look and see what Rebecca Decker has up for opioid use and narcotics during labor and I actually found out about a drug that I had not previously known about um, and it's called rimafentanyl and it is also a narcotic it is going to be done through an IV and you're going to have a PCA a pump for you to control it and you get relief in about 20 to 9 20 to 90 seconds after you know the the dose is administered whereas for nubane statol it's generally five to ten minutes or so um, after the dose so it is much quicker this rimafentanyl is um, however one of the things that it found was that it has a higher risk of breathing problems in the birthing parent but a lower risk of breathing problems in the newborn so um, you know, a, a give and take there, but also definitely something to be mindful of. 
Finally, there was actually a Cochrane review done to compare a bunch of randomized trials that looked at remifentanil compared to other narcotics use in labor as pain relief. They actually did not find that it was more effective in pain relief. However, they did find suggestions that having it controlled by that PCA might give an additional placebo effect that it provides more pain relief. Um, So very interesting psychology there. You guys, thank you so much for spending your time on a busy Friday with me. I really, really appreciate it. I could talk about pain relief all the time. I love it so much. For me, it's all about empowering you to understand your options because I don't think that birth is one size fits all. Matter of fact, I think there is a million sizes for a million people. I think that it is a one size for you per birth. So every birth after your first birth is going to be different, just like all of your pregnancies are going to be different as well. I want to help you be prepared so that you can have an informed and confident birth no matter what comes your way during labor. And we can do that through intentional preparation and research-backed education. This is what I do in the birth lounge. I teach you the control methods where I teach you how to protect yourself against all of the like slippery slopes of labor and how to make sure during labor you are in control. And if you're not in control, you can identify where the control is and you can take the control and put it back in your hands. I am preparing you for all of the variables and those normal variations in labor so that you know what is normal, so that you know what is a cause for concern. And that is how you stay in control. You lose control. We hand over control when we get into a place where we don't know the research and we don't know the education and we don't have that backing to have these informed conversations so that we can confidently navigate birth. And that is actually part of the control method. I teach you exactly how to navigate every twist and turn, all the loop-de-loos that come in labor. That's what I'm teaching you in the birth lounge. Doors are closing so soon. They close next week. So if you are not in and you're having a baby anytime between September 2020 and February 2021, this is your roundup. This is your enrollment period. This is your chance to get in the doors before we close the doors on September 4th, 2020. They will not be open until the very end of the year. So this is your time. If you have a fall baby, a winter baby, or at the very start of the new year baby, this is your time to shine. All right, guys, as always, the links that I've mentioned here are going to be linked for you below. All the research that I chatted about today, I'm going to link that for you too because I want you to have this research. I want you to have this information, this education, this these resources so that you can have these conversations with your doctor to help you make the decisions that feel best aligned for you for your birth so that you can have your dream birth. And that's what your dream birth goals are all about. I teach you how to identify those, narrow them down, and communicate them to your team so that you can really have your dream birth. All right, guys, thank you so much for hanging out with me today. I appreciate it, and I will see you on Tuesday for a conversation all about where you can get your hands on green and clean sexual wellness products. See you then. 
Thank you so much for tuning in today. I truly do value this community and I love hanging out with you. If you found today's episode helpful, share it with a friend. Share it with someone who might also find this information helpful. I'd love to hear what you have to say and read your sweet words on iTunes. You can leave us a review and this helps get this information into the hands of parents who might also benefit from hearing it. If you're interested in joining The Birth Lounge, you can go to thebirthlounge.com. Our blog is linked there. You can find all sorts of free information as well as how to get your access to The Birth Lounge. You can always hang out with me on Instagram as well, at Tranquility by Hehe. Until then, stay educated, stay supported, stay confident. Hey there, just a friendly reminder that nothing in this podcast is to be used as medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Please consult your healthcare provider with any questions or concerns you have about your health or anything discussed in this podcast. Side effects may include educated adults, informed decision-making skills, and consensual care. Tranquility by Hehe and the Birth Lounge are not responsible for any ideal births that were created with this podcast. The birth parent deserves all the credit.